wasn't even saying anything. You know, it wasn't about anything that was happening outside. There was no, it came, became very clear to me that nothing that was happening in this very, very nice room with good acoustics um, <laughs> had anything um, to do with what was really happening outside. There was no discussion happening here. There was no problem solving being done here. There was no fixing things being done here. And I didn't really feel like, like I said, the guy who just got thrown out, I was kind of like, that was kind of dumb. <laughs> then all of a sudden, I'm up. <laughs> <laughs> and I say, uh, I didn't say Mr. Speaker. <laughs> so that was a mistake. You're listening to On The Record Offscript, the podcast. My name is Mark Coffin, and I'm one of the hosts. Now, before we get to this week's podcast, we wanted to share an update with you about what you can expect from us and how often. At Offscript, we are somewhat new to podcasting. We've all been involved in politics before. We were all avid writers, and I've done a bit of sound production. But aside from that, a lot of this is new to us. So it's taken us a few weeks to get our sea legs or ears But now that we have a better sense of what we're doing, we feel ready to make a commitment to you. We're going to release a new episode every week. We'll release each week's podcast on Tuesday afternoons, and we'll deliver two different types of episodes, and most weeks we'll alternate between which kind we share with you. The first kind of episode is the standard episode, and it's the reason we created the Offscript podcast. It'll be a piece of the story of the journey of an MLA, and it's based on our findings from the ex-interviews we did with former MLAs. It'll be somewhere between 20 and 40 minutes long, and it'll be produced like a mini audio documentary. Uh, It takes us about two weeks to write and produce one of those episodes, so you'll get one of those podcasts every two weeks, starting next Tuesday. Every other week, you'll get one of our special episodes. Special episodes are where we will share interviews, talks, and stories that we think you, the Offscript audience, will be interested in hearing. Some weeks that might mean sharing an extended interview with one of the XMLAs we interviewed. Other weeks it will mean sharing pieces of an interview with someone who isn't an XMLA, but who has something to share about the experience of people who serve in the legislature. Political science professors, journalists, that sort of thing. Uh, And some weeks it will mean sharing content that is relevant to whatever has been happening in Canadian politics or Nova Scotian politics that week. For that, we'll pull from some of our own archives of content from events we've hosted in the past, or from public archive content like clips from the Nova Scotia legislature or speeches given in other forums. Whatever content you hear in a standard episode or a special episode from Offscript, we're going to try and stay as close as possible to the spirit of the podcast, on the record and Offscript, trying to tell the untold, unspoken, but still meaningful stories of Nova Scotian politics. Of course, we're going to take a bit of a break from writing the standard episodes over the holidays, and from time to time throughout the year when things get busy or vacations get in the way, uh, we'll also take a break, but uh, we'll make sure to stockpile some special episode content for you during those periods. So next week, December 20th, we'll be sharing our last standard episode of the year with you, and we'll pick up where we left off again on January 10th. All right, here's this week's podcast. So the last few weeks of Nova Scotian politics have been anything but boring. The Nova Scotia government and the Nova Scotia Teachers Union have been locked in an impasse for some time. Early last week, that all came to a head with an emergency sitting of the Nova Scotia legislature on Monday. On the same day, outside of the legislature, Granville Street was flooded with teachers, students, families, and other supporters of the teachers protesting the government's approach to negotiating a collective agreement with them. It was one of the biggest protests we've seen in Nova Scotia in some time, and certainly one of the biggest we've seen under uh, the term of Stephen Neal's liberal government. Anytime there is a controversial decision made by a government in Nova Scotia, there is inevitably a large number of people who get more engaged because they care about that issue. Those people often end up learning a great deal about how politics works in Nova Scotia quite quickly. 
The last time we saw a decision this controversial was when the government decided to make cuts to the film tax credit in the spring of 2015. One of the people who learned something about how politics works at that time was Nelson McDonald, who is a film producer, a Cape Bretoner, and a full disclosure, friend of mine. We hosted an event in June of 2015 called Scene Change, Stories of the NS Film Jobs Movement. Nelson was one of several activists who shared a story about how he got engaged to save the film tax credit, and he shared the story about how he got kicked out of the Nova Scotia legislature. Here it is, and a heads up for listeners with sensitive ears, Nelson likes to swear and we didn't bleep anything out. I'm still banned from the Nova Scotia legislature for about... I'm really bad with numbers and I'm a film producer. That's kind of embarrassing to admit. A lot, still quite a few days. Yeah. Um, When I was, um, I'm so bad with numbers. I don't even know those numbers. When I was a kid, some point when I was a kid, I think it was around 1997 um, in New Waterford, um, two things happened that kind of come to mind when, when you guys are talking. One, um, New Waterford girl was shot in New Waterford. And I was a kid in maybe, and I, look, I love New Waterford. I'm the number one fan, but, like, I can say this. It's a shithole town. Like, it sucks. You know, that's me as a kid, right? We looked around, we all thought, this place sucks. Oh, my God. What are we going to do to get out of here quick? Oh, my God, it was a lot of angst and anger, and it was terrible. It was terrible. And that movie came to town, and I didn't really... Re- they came into the classroom, you know, and they were like, we need, we need kids to... St-. And they, they had every kid in the class, you know, go, go around and say... And they, all, they were also shooting uh, Pit Pony at the same time, right? So this, this kept happening. They kept, kept coming into our classroom, people that I know now... Right? When I was like 12 years old, 13 years old, they'd be like, hey, you, stand up and say this line. <laughs> yeah. And I, I can't quite remember the line, but it was something like, yeah, I'll throw a what rock at your window. <laughs> and that was the line, right? And uh, I remember they really liked Shane McClellan's version, and everybody in the class was like, really, Shane? Of ev- everybody? What? Um, so... Fast forward two years, uh, 1999 or so, and um, this is uh, kind of one of the defining moments uh, of my life in a weird way and uh, in the community that I'm from. Certainly one of the biggest moments. Um, And I was about, I guess I was like 15. And um, they closed the coal mines. That's it. It's closed. Everybody's out of work. See you later. That's it. It's over. hundred and some years. That's all anybody's... That's all we knew how to do, right? And um, my dad wasn't a coal miner. He was a construction worker. Um, my grandfathers had worked in coal mines, and, and um, all of my friends' dads worked in coal mines, and everybody in the town was connected to the coal mines, every single person. And uh, in the days that followed that uh, announcement, I remember seeing the uh, strongest people I knew, the strongest women and the strongest men, um, with weird looks on their face and confused and scared and uh, damaged and um, weak and just like strongest people, you know? And 
when the budget thing, debacle is what use I, the word I've decided to use, the debacle. When the budget thing happened, the debacle on April whatever, um, I, I, I saw some of my really strong friends in the film community in the next few days, and uh, I said, I've seen this movie before. Um, and it all came rushing back pretty quick. And this time, I thought, you know what? I didn't know what the hell was going on when I was 15 years old other than something's up, right? Like, it was really weird. Um, this time, I knew exactly what was up, and I thought, okay, I got it. I can do something this time, right? So, so I started trying to do some stuff. Um, we made this crazy, silly video. Bob's here and Beth's here and with Glenn Matthews called Liberals 2015. We shot it with, their, with the team that actually shot Stephen McNeil's uh, campaign video. They came out to do it for free. Um, yeah. But the story of how I got kicked out of the legislature, um, yeah, it kind of goes back to 1997 and maybe way before that. Um, but it, it definitely goes back to uh, during the last election campaign. And... Uh, I'm sitting in my secure apartment building here in the North End, and there's a knock, knock, knock at my door. And it's a gentleman with a, with a red tie on. And he says, hi, um, you know, I'm, the, I'm running uh, in your district. I'd like to talk to you for a few minutes. I said, you know what? Uh, uh, I've actually been out covering some of the campaign with Springtide with Mark. I was helping him uh, do some videos about the campaign. I had been out. Uh, going door to door, following politicians. We had interviewed all of the leaders. Um, so I was like, I kind of made up my mind on what I was going to do, I thought, right? So I said to him, look, I don't want to waste your time. I know you got to knock at a lot of doors. Um, you know, just, just keep going. You know, good luck. Um, your knuckles must be sh really sore. I don't know what I said. Uh, but he said, oh, well, what do you do for a living? I said, well, I work in, I work in, in film. And uh, he said, I love the film industry. <laughs> and he said, my daughter wants to be an actress when she grows up. And I've been on film sets, and I see the impact they have in the community and for local businesses. And you're a small business person just like me. I'm a small business person, and you're a small business person. I know and understand that. And the liberals, you might have seen it, we're going to extend the tax credit. That was all said at my door, every single word. That's pretty much verbatim. Okay. So, I'm not good with numbers, but I'm good, with, uh, good at remembering words. Okay. So, I say, holy, you know what? You guys are going to win anyway, so I may as well vote for you. <laughs> No. I regret that. <laughs> so then, so then I say, the, the budget thing happens, I say, shit, I gotta email this guy, he's gonna be on my side, right? I, he came right to my door, I know, I remember every word he said. So then I sat down and I wrote a really nice letter, something sincere like Ruby, I thought of Ruby and I, you know, wrote a really sincere thing and it was like me on my best behavior sort of thing, right? And then, um, no response. Um, and this was, this was actually before the budget came out because 
we had kind of we knew after the the comments that were made uh, by the finance minister in advance that something was up, and I, I wanted to try to talk to him about it then. So uh, and and then uh, I tweeted at him, and he responded and said, "I'd love to meet up." Uh, he said, "Email me," and I said, "I did already." Um, it was a heartfelt letter. You might remember it. Um, <laughs> didn't. Then uh, so then I emailed him again, and no response. And then I tweeted him again. He said, "Email me," and then I. Yeah. So fast forward um, uh, to, the, to the day of the rally. And I'm down there at the rally, and um, it's a beautiful day. I think it was the hottest day of the year so far. <laughs> I got a sunburn. In more ways than one. Yeah, I got a sunburn that day. It was, uh, it was auspicious. Yeah. So I'm walking around with my little sign, and I got my Cape Breton flag, right? And uh, everybody's there, and I feel really good about the job that all everybody's done to put that together. And there's shit. There's people from New Waterford who I know who came out. They didn't have to be there. They had no connection to the industry other than me. And they came down from their offices, you know. Uh, maybe they just wanted to get out of work. It's kind of a <laughs> New Waterford thing. But they came out, and, and they came down to the rally, you know. And I thought that was so awesome, you know. And then my friend Alex says to me, you know, you can go inside the legislature there and, and watch what's going on. <laughs> I, didn't know, I didn't know you could do that. I, I didn't think they'd let us in there. So I said, oh, oh really? Shit, okay. And then, uh, so I got, so I told uh, my friend Jason and a few other folks, and, and they were like, oh yeah, we should go in there and see what's going on. See what they're, what they're doing about all this. Because there's like thousands of people outside rallying. So I go inside, and you, you, they take a piece of ID. Any of us can go down, and we just need some, some ID with us. And uh, they gave me a big sheet of rules, several sheets of rules to follow. And um, folks were all really nice down there. And then um, they told me I had an Atlantic Filmmakers Cooperative uh, shirt on. And I thought it was nice, but they wanted me to cover that up. And I said, no, I'm not doing that. And I just walked in anyway. And then I, you get in there, and uh, it's kind of like um, a horseshoe kind of theater thing. Um, and then you're up in the galley, gallery, and you're looking down on, on um, all of our MLAs down there doing their, well, theater is a good um, metaphor, I guess. And I sat down, um, I sat down and, then I, and then I thought, oh, I can't see uh, the, the gentleman who came to my door from where I'm sitting. I'm going to sit down and watch, see what he's doing. So then I walked around and they said, yeah, you can sit wherever you want. Okay, cool. So I sat down and I stood. I sat there, not stood, I sat. And... Um, I, I, I watched, and um, I watched him, and I watched uh, his behavior, and then some of the other behavior as well. And uh, there's been quite a few film industry folks who've been down to the legislature, to the gallery in the last couple of months for the first time ever, like me, and uh, they were pretty horrified at what they saw, and, and uh, I was really disappointed. And uh, a lot of feelings started coming up, you know, and... Um, I was sitting there trying to follow all the rules. I wasn't tweeting about anything. I was, wasn't clapping. I wasn't, uh, I was sitting down. I wasn't, you know, it was all, I was following all the rules except for my t-shirt. 
And then it lasted probably about, well, it was about the 12-minute mark. They, at first, I got in there, and they're doing this thing where every, like, all, everybody stands up and they say, like, Mr. Speaker, I want to take a second here to, to honor, uh, I'm going to use a local example, my favorite pizza shop in the Waterford. Uh, Fat Boy's Pizza on 30 years worth of business, Mr. Speaker. I acknowledge that they're doing a great job in the community there, and they've got a great menu, Mr. Speaker, and you should all check it out, Mr. Speaker. And they go on like this, and I'm like, what the fuck planet is this? Like, you know, and this is getting me kind of, I'm confused, but I'm angry. And, and, and then, um, so the opposition members are standing up, and they're giving these, um, they take the opportunity to, and I, I appreciated it, they were giving um, kind of heartfelt little vignette, snappy little deals um, about people in the film industry who were affected by the, um, by the changes, right, and what would happen. So they, they, were, they, were, they were talking about my friends. They were talking about the, the folks that were outside rallying. Um, and uh, I'll tell you, my guy uh, wasn't doing a very good job of listening. Um, and I'm watching them, right? And these are my friend's stories. And then he starts yelling stuff sometimes when people are talking about my friends. All right? And, and um, I was getting madder. And I was thinking about maybe jumping down. And then... Um, and so this is about the 10-minute mark. It wasn't very long. Lots of people were saying lots of stuff getting me angry. And then all of a sudden, um, things change and they're, they're done talking about uh, the pizza shops. And uh, it's time to ask some questions to the premier. And uh, Jamie Bailey stands up and he asks a question and the premier gives his answer. Um, and then buddy down the row from me there gets kicked out. And uh, I was, I mean, honestly, he got kicked out, and I wasn't really into the, like what he said, and I was kind of like, ah, that's kind of, that was kind of dumb, <laughs> right? Yeah, and then like, okay, so then the next question, and I, I got it with me. They keep all of this stuff uh, online. There's a website where you can see all the stupid stuff they say. <laughs> so if you want to see the pizza shop thing, that's on there. Question was uh, was a long question actually. Uh, Mr. Speaker, my question for the premier is: Will he provide this house with all options and every shred of analysis that his cabinet and treasury board had before them when they chose to gut the film tax credit? Uh, and then this, Mr. Uh, premier. I don't remember, Mr. Premier, uh, he says, Mr. Speaker, what is scandalous is to stand here and listen to the leader of the other party who after four years in government embedded into the cost of this province seven million in wages, if you had just simply gone to the growth of the economy, we'd have two million more in treasury problem, we'd have 100 million surplus, not only would we invest in every hospital room, Mr. Speaker, and we could invest in the private sector and every classroom too, and to the jobs in this province, Mr. Speaker, too. And then, my guy, oh my God, this was dumb. Like, he wasn't even saying anything. You know, it wasn't about anything that was happening outside. There was no, it came, became very clear to me that nothing that was happening in this very, very nice room with good acoustics 
um, had anything um, to do with what was really happening outside. There was no discussion happening here. There was no problem solving being done here. There was no fixing things being done here. And you never, you ever have a like uh, situation where, where like um, you have a moment, or maybe it's like, I don't know, you're doing a home renovation. Sometimes on a, I'm on a film set, right? I'm a producer. I'm on a film set, and I'm like, I get this feeling that it's like the, oh shit, this is completely screwed up, <laughs> right? And you don't know what you're gonna do to fix it because it's too screwed up. That was the feeling that I had. And then my guy, that I voted for, that came to my door, um, leads a standing ovation for the premier's comments. And they all get up, and everybody's up and, and going on, right? And I was, that was it. And I didn't really feel like, like I said, the guy who just got thrown out, I was kind of like, that was kind of dumb. <laughs> then all of a sudden, I'm up. <laughs> the fuck is I'm up and I say uh, I didn't say Mr. Speaker so that was a mistake I said Mr. My Guy you came to my door you lied to me at my door and now I'm at your door and I'm at your house with all of your people and I'm telling you you're a liar and then I got kicked out um, so that was, and I felt, I felt, I was still pissed off, and, the, and you know what, the people, uh, the guards uh, were awesome, um, and they were really cool. Um, there's one thing in here, if you see it on the website, it says like, it doesn't, it says like, um, disturbance in brackets. <laughs> so... Then I'm, I'm going out the door and I'm pissed off and my friends are coming in, they're like, and I'm getting escorted out by <laughs> these really nice officer dudes. And then uh, my friends are like, what's the matter? I'm like, I got kicked out. And then they said, you're banned for 90 days. And then I said, I don't want to be in there anyway. That place sucks. <laughs> and, uh, and then I go out the door and, you know, I, I pick up my sign that I had by the fence. <laughs> and I'm like, this is... Oh man, this is a bad situation in there. You know, this is this sucks in there. And uh, then though, I, it was really nice outside. And then like everybody's at the rally having a great time. And I realized, you know what? Yeah, that Nova Scotia in that room sucks, but this Nova Scotia out here is pretty fucking awesome, right? And these are my people. Those people aren't my people. Okay, there, is, there wasn't even a representative from New Waterford in the goddamn place, right? So I was the honorable member for New Waterford for that one day. You guys would all get kicked out if you did that. That was Nelson McDonald speaking at a storytelling event hosted by Springtide with Nova Scotia filmmakers in 2013 called Scene Change, Stories of NS Film Jobs. You can hear all the stories that were told at that event on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash springtideco. You can also like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash springtidecollective, or follow us on Twitter at springtideco. 
If you're enjoying the podcast, consider giving us a rating and review in iTunes. You can find shareable versions of any episode you hear on the podcast by visiting audioboom.com slash offscript. And to make sure the podcast keeps making it to your ears, consider chipping in $3 a month so we can keep bringing the podcast to you. Thanks to Paul Black and Ned Zimmerman, two people who became monthly contributors after last week's episode. Until next Tuesday.